Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric. And the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. It's been a couple of weeks since we saw you guys, and we are back. Sorry to leave you hanging on the 4th of July week. I'm, I'm going to say we never see you guys, so I've never seen you, but it's a couple oh, of weeks Oh, I know what some of these girls look guys. like. And oh, guys. Okay. That's true. Welcome all to people, Fat Mascara. All people. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Welcome I'm to Jen. Fat Mascara. I'm Jess. 
We've got uh, a big show this week. It's an extra large, super sized, chunky donkey show. Yeah, if you saw the time length on your little uh, podcast app there, don't freak out. It's worth every list, every minute. Before we get into our guest, our topics this week. Tell us, Jen. Run them down. Like, listen, we're getting through wedding season. It's still a little bit wedding season. Somebody that is a host of Fat Mascara is getting married soon. It's not me. So I want to talk about wedding hair. I know it doesn't feel very fat mascara, but it's going to be awesome. <laughs> then after that. Wedding updates. Wedding updates. Um, I wrote down summer fridge. I'm like, what's summer fridge? Summer fragrance. Right. There's a difference be, be, between summer and winter fragrance. You didn't know that you needed a summer fragrance. You do. We'll tell you all about it. Then, who is our guest? Our guest is the phenomenal Harry Josh. He is hairstylist to the stars, mm-hmm. founder of Harry Josh Pro Tools, and basically your spirit guide for the next four hours. Just kidding. It's just a long, <laughs> just a longer episode than normal, and it's so worth every second. As yeah, said. He, the interview was a little bit longer than our normal, and we we're like, do we edit it? But he's no, just it's so entertaining. Oh my god, it's so good. So buckle up. Let's get, get in. That, let's get then started. We'll have raise a wand at the end, and your whole weekend is made, people. We just did it for you. So, Jess, I've been having a little bit of a nightmare about your wedding. <laughs> and it's you. this. Yeah, I know. I'm, I she's, like, she's not going to get a plus one. As you, you know, me. Jess got engaged this season. Mm-hmm. Um, what? And you are, you now have a date for the wedding, don't you? I have a date for the wedding? Yeah, my, my fiance. Uh, but I'm bomb. I don't, meant, like, don't. when are you getting married? Um, Friday, April 13th. Right? 2018. So that's a wet. That's cool. Yeah, no, that's an yeah. update. But it's pretty soon, and I have to tell you, the the, the hilarity has already ensued. It's, tell me. Well, Jeff and I are really like we're 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 pretty autonomous. We're like I think we're pretty low key. But my my mom wants to be involved. Uh huh. So I've been getting like little updates from my mom. Oh no, what? Um, she's amazing. But it's just so funny. Like she called me the first of all that. That sound is our producer sneezing. Uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, she called me the other day, and she was like, "We were just watching your father and I a special on like you know weddings. Like they watch these TLC wedding shows. Oh yeah, and say she, yes to the dress. Yes, but there's another one where like the weddings are in competition with each other. Yes, yes, you I know, know it. I have one friend, my friend Lara. She loves these things. Okay. Yeah, she's like, you need a lively DJ. And I was like, oh. really quiet on the other end of the phone. Oh, and I no. think she thought that I was like, like protesting. My silence equaled protest. And then she goes, "I have a say. <laughs> I have a say. <laughs> I'm the mom." Yes. Then I got an email the other day, which I screenshotted and sent to my boyfriend, fiance, and it was details about a big wedding expo at the MetLife Center. Oh no! DJs, florists. That sounds like, like my sound- personal hell. There's. So much, like, I mean, I love this. I love that my mom is excited. I'm excited. But I thought that I was just going to, like, brush my hair, show up, and, like, you know, wear some kind of, like, cool shift dress. No, no. That's not happening. No, I think, like, it's you know. It's a production. It's a production. I don't know who my glam squad's going to be. Well, you touched on my nightmare that I've had. What, what's going on? So we just got through wedding season, and everybody's Instagram is filled with all these weddings they've been going to. And so I have this vision of. Baby's breath. Not baby's breath. <laughs> You know when people do the updo and then they stick one of those weird meshy donuts in it? 
So it's like a bun. Okay, updo. Okay, I'm right. doing an updo. And then they they put a meshy donut around the base of the ponytail, and then they wrap the hair around the meshy donut, and it becomes like it looks like a scrubber, like you scrub pots and pans with. It's like this big mm, round, like a donut. Shape. It's like a donut. I don't understand donut. this hair filler accessory business. I don't understand why bigger is better with wedding hair. I don't see you with an updo. You and I have this nightmare updo. that you do it and you love it. And I can't offend you because I don't want to offend you. And so I have to lie. And you know I'm not good at lying. No, and you're I have to bad be like, at lying. I you're really, really like your extra large updo, so Jess. So what wedding hair are we foreseeing for the big day? It's your wedding. No, but like what kind of looks? Like do we have any inspo? Do Julianne have- Moore. Julianne, where I wasn't there at her wedding. I don't think that she Actually. and Bart sent out photos. <laughs> Actually, are they even married? I think it's just her partner. Oh, okay. So She's Julianne so modern. Moore at the Oscars. I don't know. I don't know. Have you thought about this? So this is what I wanted to ask you. Have you thought about your hair? What do you think works and doesn't work for wedding hair? I'm going to put it out there. Don't do a donut. Don't look look like yourself, but just a little zhuzhed up. Like, you can't be a whole new person on your wedding day is my advice for beauty. Uh, all I know is I don't want anything that looks like it was done with a barrel curling iron. If you can see the curl pattern, we've got a problem. And I and that's not enough. Um, listeners, I don't want to offend you if you have that. It's just it's not me. Like I don't even know how to do no a pageant hair, no barrel curls. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I will I, your hair be down or up? Can we at least? It's agree probably going to be down because I don't really wear In my hat that often. So it won't be that hot anyway. Oh yeah, my mom had to go at me about Is there that be too. Be a veil. Probably not because I'm not religious, and I always think of veils as being religious. An accessory. Wait, what do you mean an accessory? Like I don't know, like a little beret, oh, like, like a, a little netting. No, but now I'm just picturing my hair down like Morticia Adams. That feels very heavy. I know. See, I don't know what to freaking do with it. I think we need if anyone has any listeners. hair inspo, just tag me on it, please. Tag at Fat Mascara. You know what? We're gonna start a Fat Mascara Pinterest board for yeah. Jess's hair. Please, I, I really don't, I don't. Yeah. Are you yeah. on it? She's on it. She's nodding. She's yeah. on it. Um, no clue what to do. I we'll really make it don't public, and do. you can you can weigh in. She's got lovely red hair, and uh, that's been your wedding update with Jessica Matlin, soon to be Janeski. So, Jen, we had a listener cue slash anecdote. Oh, do I have to make the noise? I have to say that got into my head from another podcast. So I have to give them props, royalties. Oh, just, I thought we came up with no, that. No, no, no. I was listening to what one of podcast? my favorite podcasts, Pop Fashion. Oh, do they, they do that? They do that. So Pop Fashion, okay, I'm sorry. You put you put that in my head and I started doing it, but it's only because it was so funny. It's a form of flattery. Boot, do, 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 pop okay, fashion. so what did, what, do, 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 do. You, what did our listener... So my listener slash friend, Eric, yeah. sent me a note over the wires and he said, what the hell, it's summer now. I can't wear my fragrance. He wears like a more manly fragrance yeah. throughout the year. He's yeah. like, but it's so hot. He He's just using soap as fragrance. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, this has got to stop. The heathen. Yeah. <laughs> soap, please. Soap. I think he's like using it as like a man's soap or something. Yeah. But 
he feels like his irregular fragrance is too overwhelming. And like, I mean, he I wrote love me. That he it was, had the right impetus. He is not. Oh wrong. my god! He, no, he's 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 do very you know, smart. He's do very you know I smelled on the subway the other day? Dior poison. Bunk. Oh. And I was like, it's a lovely, rich, but it is not a summer fragrance. No. People, like you're already sweating more, so you're warmer. So some of these notes that already have like a trail to them in the summer, they're even more intensified. So yeah. that's another tip, by the way. If you think your fragrance smells a little bit different right about now, it does. Your body heat is making it change. It's true. So yeah, it's pushing up. You don't want like a bottom heavy notes, like not a lot of woods and patchouli's. They will be even more potent than usual. Yeah, must this time of year. Right, right, right. So my recommendation to him was to make like a chic Italian man and get a splash, get like a light lemony, anything with a citrus. Like a, like a, a, a true an eau de cologne. cologne. An Back eau in the day, de cologne. yeah. An eau de cologne had to be like, what was it? Like 3% perfume. So first of all, you're already like dialing back on the level of the perfume mm-hmm. scent. And then I learned from a perfumer, eau de colognes, like when it was a re- real one, yeah. there was a certain set of notes that would be in it. And they were always like lemons and um, I feel like vetivers, like greens and citruses. I know citruses. And I maybe believe fougere yeah. kind of notes. Those I believe fern-like you with the greens. Notes. Yeah, the f- ferns is wrong. Citrus definitely. Citrus, just like like, a, you, like a splash. What do you like in the summer? I rec- well, I recommended to him like an Aqua de Parma, not cheap, but like an Aqua de Parma eau, eau de Col- Colonia. Am I saying? Oh, that right? that's a good one. Men and women, I like that. Exactly. On. Yeah. Um, I really like. Anything from Joe Malone that because it's very very oh simple. Oh my god, peas what? in a pod. You and I, when we talked about this, I was like, I always go to the j- grapefruit from Joe Malone. Exactly, it's the classic summer fragrance. I shouldn't say anything from Joe Malone because sure they make you know they make notes the things that have suede and patchouli. They no. do the heavier stuff, but I gravitate towards anything more citrusy from Joe Malone because when we talked about this when Joe herself was on the podcast. But you know, to be clear, Joe is no longer Joe with is Joe, Joe Malone. Yes, Joe Malone is owned by Estee Lauder. But Joe Malone, I'm going to speak very broadly here. Joe Malone and Joe loves Joe. The DNA of Joe as a person and a brand is very. There's a luminosity. There's a clarity. And there's she a does lightness. Citruses that last, which is mm-hmm. hard to do. Her pomelo one from her oh. Joe Love line is lovely. Yes, delicious. Um, so refreshing. So refreshing. Oh. And then it's like Italian ice on a summer day. I will say this though. I just. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna say the opposite of what I just said. So for daytime, yes, I love a citrus. Aqua de Parma does good ones. Joe Malone does good ones. Even you were wearing Dolce & Gabbana light blue the other oh, day. Oh, the, uh, the new light blue intense is even good. Remember? Well, yeah, you and Harry went nuts. It's a marine kind of scent. Like an aquatic, yeah. Yeah, aquatics are nice this time of year. Mm-hmm. Sheepras, how do you say that? Sheepras, yeah. Those are good too. Um, but there's this other one, DS and Durga El Cosmico that I've been oh, wearing at night that. in the summer. But it's inspired by a campground in Marfa. But it feels summery because it's like a campground. So it has a right. woodsiness to it. But it's not like an oriental woodsiness. It's like a fresh Texas woodsiness. So something with a little bit of green. Yeah. It can't be too raisiny, figgy. No. Like none of that business. So think green, think yellow. Green, yellow. Colors. That's helpful. Yeah. Does it come off a tree? Like a leaf? Or can you eat it? And it's going to be tasty. All right. Well, I guess like cake could be tasty too. <laughs> All right, this is not. I'm just a- watching you. I'm just like, okay. Where's this going? All right, just think delicious citrus. If it's in season, green. you can wear it as a fragrance. What? Oh. Holy cow. Jen, you hit the nail on the head. Genius. I am super excited 
about our guest today. We have hairdresser Harry Josh. I love that you said hairdresser. I yeah. always feel like that's a little retro. Like hairdresser. instead of saying stylist? Yeah. Yes. Like if I wrote hairdresser in my copy, I feel like an editor would be like hairstylist. Hairdresser. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. No, I but actually, you want, you, you, you use the word that. hairdresser. I did. I love I it. I just like to simplify what it is that I do because honestly, it is that's really the umbrella if you looked in the dictionary that pretty much described what, what it is there'd be harry josh's picture next to it hairdresser yeah. <laughs> but well, you are one of the biggest and definitely one of the coolest and definitely one of the most forward thinking so thank, thank you for you. coming That's here on this stuff. i will take that That's hot beautiful. disgusting day yeah we like, should pro- we should probably name a couple of these people that you talk that you yeah. uh, work yeah. on who do you work on I mean, honestly, I'm glad you didn't say the word client because I think the word client is really weird because I don't feel that anyone really has ownership over the celebrities they work with. Everyone interchanges them so much. Yeah. And I feel like I get really upset when an article is written like clients include because I don't work with these people exclusively. No, I but work who are some s- of the people who you've dressed their uh, hair? Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. As I, I mean, literally, I've been fortunate enough to say everyone in my in my life. There's really very – I can't think of anyone. Everyone – who sat in my chair at one point in my life, even the people that have only come once, like the Jennifer Anistons, the Reese Witherspoons, the Renee Zellweggers, the Hillary Swanks, the Cameron Diazes, you know, to the to the loyal supermodels like Helena Christensen and Giselle and, you know, yeah. Carolyn Murphy. I always too. think of you as like the supermodel hair guy. I, 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 I yeah. have had... Giselle's I, like the biggie though, right? For sure, because I think Giselle's so important for many reasons. Giselle was my instigator for me getting back into hair where I'd kind of fallen off. What, what do you mean you fell off? That's well, I came dangerous. to America to do hair, and it did not work for me. So I encountered a ton of rejection. Well, well wait, wait, okay, so you came from America like as like a Canadian person. How I came to be um, in this business, in this room with you today, is is a touching, poignant, sad, but eventually uplifting story. Um, and it all started back in Vancouver, Canada, where I grew up. So my parents were immigrants from India. So I was raised in a cultural household where um, being a doctor, lawyer, engineer was pretty much set in stone. Like, those are your choices. Mm-hmm. You will be X, Y, or Z. That is why we came here, for you to have a better education and for you to excel. And your mom's learning English and I'm driving taxis. And he worked at 7-Eleven, so you can call him, like, Apu as well. So, like, every kind of immigrant thing you do, not only that, my parents struggled so much. um, They had invited their their brother and their sister as well to come live. So we all lived together. So my cousins, we all lived in this one two-bedroom house, like 10 of us. And that was just while everyone was kind of figuring everything out. And by the time I was like 15 or 16, I had really fallen in love with fashion. I was obsessed with when my mom was at the grocery store, I'd linger by the racks of magazines and just start looking at pictures of these girls that were just like super creatures and so glamorous and so beautiful and so far away from what my life was. And I think that might've been the undercurrent of my interest is that it was such a departure from Mm -hmm. what I my Fantasy. teen angst life yeah. of like, oh, this sucks being me, you know, an ethnic kid. And like, you know, knowing that ethnic people were never known as tastemakers. You know, we never grew up ever looking at like, you know, Paris, French, you're French, you're fabulous. You're from England. Oh my God, you're a master craftsman. You know, mm-hmm. you say you're from India. You're like, oh God, like you're a ta- taxi driver. You don't know anything about hair, makeup, clothing, right. nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing in your culture represents that. So it really makes the choice as a young person looking into that, being like, wow, I don't have a shot in hell. However, I did have a very optimistic streak, and so I couldn't let it go. I was like, I'm obsessed with this. I love this. I love this. Why couldn't I be the first one? 
Did like, you have any of... friends or like siblings who supported you? Yes, did this? Like, my did you friends have and who, I like were hundred percent. All of us were obsessed with fashion. Uh, we were all like the derelicts from all the. We weren't from the same school. We were all from like the partner or sister schools. Mm-hmm. So we were our schools were rivals, but we were the rebels of each school who loved being trendy and. You know, being cool and fabulous, and yeah. like I went through our goth stage, and I wore eyeliner and John Fluvog boots that were pointy because <gasps> so cool. it was always trying to. You know, here we are, twenty five, thirty years later, talking about this. I realize now because I've I've become so spiritually full that I understand what was going on there, and it was really so much of shame based. I was so ashamed to be ethnic. I was so ashamed to be a minority. I really wanted to be with the masses, mm. whatever they were. I just wanted to fit in. So. It was constantly looking for something in these group of friends. And the fashion one was the only one that felt real. Mm-hmm. Um, like the rest, I was a poser. Like yeah. I went from group to group kind of like being like whatever. And I was friendly with everyone at school. I had this kind of neutral Switzerland vibe. So like even the groups that hated each other, I was cool with both of them. Right. And they, Harry. He's, you know, he's like, like Harry. So I don't know where that came from, but I think it definitely set a, a precedent for my relationships going Further, but in when this you say the, the fashion one felt like you you aligned with them, like you were trying to assimilate to other groups, but I the was, but I, one fashion and real. beauty, it felt real because I genuinely was excited. And so yeah. when I would leave them, I would carry on doing as such. Yeah. Versus if I was listening to, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like a really funny thing like Skinny Puppy, which was like this punk <laughs> yeah. band, which I did not like at all. But you pretended. Uh, but I pretended I liked it, and like all these other things. So like when the kids would go home, the group that I was hanging out with at that moment. They'd go home and listen to it. I would be not listening. You'd to You'd be it. pulling right. out magazine pages. Yeah, and like whatever. I'm like, I'm so not into that. You know what I mean? But like, whatever. Um, it was the anarchy. It was the rebellionist. I also was rebelling against my parents. I was rebelling against so many things. So, but this one felt authentic. This rebellion felt like I was actually moved, and it carried me over into those primitive years where you are those pertinent years where you basically are deciding, am I going to go to college and set up my life mm-hmm. being whatever, or am I going to try to pursue this? So of course my parents are like, that's not happening. You're doing this. We've already registered you, so don't worry about it. So they did everything <laughs> for me. My grades were so bad that I had to only go to community college. I couldn't even get into university. So I, the first day of college, I had all my books. I was miserable. I went to college. I got to my first lecture classroom, whatever they're called. Um, and I made friends with a girl there before the teacher even walked in. She's like, do you want to skip class? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I found my people. <laughs> like, so we left. Neither of us had a car. So we took a bus like an hour and a half to downtown. So I was really enamored by this whole life. And so I began to loiter outside of this hair salon. So this <laughs> really loitering. trendy hair salon. And I would smoke cigarettes and like, you know, toss my long kind of emo hair you know, and just mm-hmm. be looking cool. And that was what my job was. I was like a 19-year-old or 18-year-old cool hipster. Loiterer. Loiterer. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And eventually, the salon was all cool. And the managers were very young. They might have been 28, 29. So I can tell that they kind of saw in our group of us that, you know, they're like, you guys are kind of like us type thing. So she said, you know, instead of you guys loitering here, why don't you guys be interested? Why don't you guys come and work come here? inside the salon. Yeah, and like work. <laughs> like, you know, we have a work program where you can intern but you get paid yeah so it would be a paid internship you you know clean and sweep what was the name of the salon it's called axis mm. in vancouver so they now cool. have three salons so they have grown since then and they said that we have an, a program where basically you clean and sweep and all stuff during the day and you'll get paid and at nighttime you train and you learn how to do haircuts and all that kind of stuff so none of my friends that were with me were into that part of it but that hit me. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's an in. Like, that's a job. That gets me out of home 
are out of going to college mm-hmm. or like appearing to go out of college and like, you know, having something that's in this world now that I kind of like. So I started doing that day to day to never tell my parents. So every day <gasps> I would get dressed as if I'm going to college, pick up my books and go on the bus downtown. And my parents would come home and just be like, how was school? I'm like, it was great. And I would never tell them. And this went on for about three months. Oh my God. So I think after the three month point, there's like a midterm or like something that I love how he knows none of the lingo yeah, like there's some kind of like thing where like yeah like there's something that happens that they would have known like what are your yeah, yeah, scores yeah. or where are you at are you I nervous know. or are you just completely like I, I would be terrified I have to say I was very um very confident at a very young age and it was definitely to my detriment early on because I lived in this fantasy that I was more than I was um, and maybe that propelled me to eventually be what I thought I, I was. I think so. At 17 or 18. And I basically was like, if they don't like it, I don't care. I was like a bratty kid. It was like, you know, I was like, if they don't like it, then I'm out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll find it. I'll figure it out. I'll sleep at a friend's sofa. I'm cool. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I got my smokes. <laughs> I know how to cut hair. Like, whatever. Like, I really wasn't worried and I didn't have the attachment that most kids do with families. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It could have been my angst to not being, wanting to be ethnic and being mm-hmm. a part of that and wanting to fit in with another crowd that I thought got me yeah. more than they got me. I'm not sure what the underlying But you thing. had no grades. You didn't go to class. I didn't. So I had they to found basically. Out, they right? found out. Yeah. So basically by then I'd already set up a, an apartment share with someone downtown near the salon. So I had a sleeping bag and like a bunch of clothes and a tiny little transistor TV set that was like three by three. And that was like what, all I had. And I remember moving into the apartment and I slept on the living room floor. We had the whole thing was empty because he didn't have furniture either. He was super poor too. And we lived there and we worked at the salon and that's just kind of how it all began. And then I remember looking at the salon thing was becoming cool because I was into the hair thing, but it just was not fulfilling the whole idea of looking through magazines. Right. I didn't get the connection. I'm like, okay, I'm doing hair. They're doing hair, but how do I do that hair? How do you so get then, to, how do you get to New York and be how do like I a do big that? time? Yeah. Like, cause I'm just like trying to figure this out. You so don't I, want poster in the salon hair. No, I do not. I want to be working on these <laughs> aggressive people. spikiness and whatnot. I kind of started asking around and someone said to me, they're like, Oh, you, that's called freelance hairdressing. That's not a salon thing. That's like, you know, photo shoots, magazines, you know, you need a manager, you need an agent. Like it's a whole thing. And I said, how do I get that? They're like, well, this is Vancouver. We only have one person. He does all of those jobs. Oh, wow. So I, after assisting at the salon, I became a very successful hairdresser and I was not so satisfied. So I said to the owner, I said, I want to quit and I want to become an assistant. He goes, you're one of the busiest stylists we have here out of the juniors, not the seniors, but the juniors. You're, you're the, by far the busiest. This would be a very bad mistake for you to go backwards. I said, but I want to do what he's doing and I don't want to end up in a salon. Who was this guy? His name was Ken Lee. And um, Ken was a man in Vancouver. I have not spoken to him in probably 30 years. I don't know if he still does it. You became his assistant. So I made myself become his assistant. He goes, I can't afford afford to hire you. I don't use an assistant. I don't need an assistant. And I said, I'll work for free. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever I need to do, what you do. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to do what I'm doing. Good for you. So I kind of did that. I worked with him. I learned a ton. And I thought I was like, my ego was so big. I thought I was so talented because I learned more than what the other stylists had yeah. learned. Cause I'm I'd the saw, best in Vancouver. I'm the best in Vancouver. That was like my mentality. I'm like, I'm so gifted. I was like so cocky. And so then I, my friends, like, or he was like, well, if you want to get an agent, you're going to have to get sponsored because you're not American. So you have to get a portfolio together and then you have to take that to the agency and they have to see if it's worth getting you a visa to come across yeah. and say, you have superior talent. Mm-hmm. We must accept you into our country and we must 
be your agent. So I said, no problem, I can do that. So I asked every pretty girlfriend I had and client, and said, come to my house late at late hours at night, and like did her hair and makeup, and we would do photo shoots on the mm-hmm. street. And they were hideous. Like, do you still have them? I cannot find them and it kills oh me because I really Please. wish oh, I... They're so bad. Around. There was one where I spray painted my friend's hair blue and she was wearing like a metal jacket and blue lipstick all to kind of match and lip shivering on the street. <laughs> I'm like, it's art, it's art, it's Italian folk. And it was not You love anything. it, you're cold, work it. Yeah, it was so bad but I was so delusional and I don't know if people made me think that I was better than I was but I was bad, like really bad. So then I said, fuck it. I'm leaving. I'm not waiting for anything. I got my portfolio, which I was all my girlfriend. <laughs> that was the cover photo. That was like, no, nothing professional, photo. all taken by me. My friends are like, we're basically running away to Miami Beach. And I looked into Miami Beach at the time in 1991, which is when we left. Um, Miami Beach was the mecca for fashion. Everything for beauty oh, was like a shooting Versace there. Thing going yeah. On. Yes, so Allure yes. was shooting down there. Madonna w. Was Ma- out yes, there. totally. So it was like this is the spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you want to be a hair, makeup, beauty, fashion person, you gotta go there. That's like the mother load. So I'm like, awesome, I'll join you guys. So I went there with my portfolio. I was so excited. I called all seven of the agencies, which are all on one block of Ocean Drive. Mm-hmm. So there was like Irene Marie and Next and like I think some of them still exist and Ford and like all these things. I was so proud. I landed. I had like some crazy purple jumpsuit or something on that was like so hideous, but I thought was like cool and edgy because I wanted to be edgy when I landed. So I had my portfolio, this like plastic book. It wasn't even leather that I'd stuck under my iPad and like big sunglasses. Sweating. Like, yeah, sweating, going to like my first one. Went into the first one, rejected. Second one, rejected. Third one, rejected. Fourth one, rejected. Fifth one, rejected. So every single one of them rejected me. And the seventh one that had rejected me all in a matter of like two and a half hours. Oh, jeez. Um, he, I was, I'd already been rejected. I'm about to go on the elevator going down. He's, there's a glass door dividing us and he sees me clicking the thing and he sees a tear running down oh, my no. eye. He taps on the glass and he goes, come back in. So I go back oh. in there, like tears in my eyes. He goes, he goes, what are you trying to do here? And I said, I'm trying to do hair. And he goes, you need to be an assistant. I'm like, oh, I've done that twice. I'm actually really good. He's like, actually, you're not really good. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, he goes, I don't know what you think you're doing, but let me show you a picture, a book of someone we represent. Okay. He went around the corner, grabbed one of his artist books, and just kind of flipped through it. And the big kind of boop happened to like, me. And I was like, oh, that's what an artist is. I don't know anything. He goes, you need to be an assistant starting tomorrow, and I'll get you a job doing that. <gasps> oh, my god. So gosh. I'm like, okay. And I was like, my whole attitude shifted. I'm like, okay, assistant, great, I can do that. So who'd you assist? Where, where were you? I was working with some German woman who was like, these were like catalog people. They weren't yeah. even at the caliber of the people that we this know and talk yeah. about yeah. now. Um, not to negate what they do. They they do great what they do. These this yeah. was the first day I watched her work. I'd never seen anything done like that. Mm. I was like, oh, that's how you do an updo? Like, I never mm. even crossed my mind that you did a roller and you back home and you add a little piece and like... So I was learning really quickly, and I was a good student, and I would practice at home because I was so into it. And so within a year and a half of me assisting, I finally started getting my own little gigs. So those were like the tiny pictures, you know, never even like a full page, but like a tiny picture yeah. of a magazine. I could just crack the page open wide enough to see that it said Hair by Harry Josh. Yay. And I'm like, that's my first tear sheet. So then I was really confident once again. So this confidence came back, you know, that, oh, now I'm, I'm here now. I'm the king. <laughs> So after a year and a half, I got some dinky jobs, and I thought, I'm ready for New York now. <laughs> Call New York, set up all the meetings with all the agencies, go to all the agencies. They're like, your book is shit. Rejected <gasps> by everyone again. They're like, you need to be an assistant. And I'm like, I've done the assistant oh, thing. Like, you know, like, he's like, yeah. it doesn't matter. You're not good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is super weak. 
You know what I mean? I don't see a range. I don't see anything. So I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. I'll assist again. So then I bobbed around for a while assisting good people, but I was a bad assistant. I didn't know how to assist well or it wasn't spirit wise. It was ability. Wow. Like I couldn't match what they were doing. And an assistant in New York has to be equally as good as the Mm -hmm. person he's working for, you know, at at a big level. Yeah. They have a team of hairdressers working in the backstage at a show that have to mock and exactify what they've created. They can't do 40 girls. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So you have to be able to, and that was part That's of assisting scary. at my level was too. Like, oh, I'm going to corner row this side, you do the other side. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I've never done that. You know what I mean? You and can't like, be the weaker link. And like I was a weak link. link. Yeah. And so that didn't work off. So I ended up working at a hair salon uptown, Peter Coppola, oh, yeah. Madison yeah, yeah. and 65th. And this was going into maybe 93, 4. And I was kind of doing the hair thing on the side. It wasn't really going very well and then I met this woman or this woman used to come in like clockwork to get her hair done and I'd always see these giant binders in her lap and it was like the tabs were like Prada, Gucci, Calvin Klein, Ralph Lauren and I'm like what do you do for a living because it just got me more excited I'm like how does this person connected to all these brands and she's like I'm a producer I own a production company called KCD I had never oh, heard you- of that we have. Yeah, you know, yeah. At, that age, at that age and that time in the city I'm like sure. what's production like yeah. well, I don't production isn't like a movie thing like yeah. you know she's like no we put together the the models the stage the hair the makeup and like oh my god like, a light bulb went off I'm like sure. fashion yeah. I'm back mm-hmm. in yeah. like okay the hair thing is not working I'll work for this lady like I'll do whatever she wants me to do like I'll still be around everything I want to be around which is models and shows and you know talented people so I started harassing her saying like oh my god I really want to do this she's like we do hair and so it she blew me off at least three times like being like kind of like I'll do something but never did. So the fourth time I got aggressive and I'm like, listen, I will work for free. I will blow your hair out. Like whatever it takes, you've got to let me do that. I don't even need money. She's like, all right, listen, there, there's an internship program that actually I, we could probably get you started on. Do you have a college degree? I said, no. She's like, you can't do that either then. You need a college degree to get that. She goes, okay, all I can tell you is fashion week's coming up. Maybe you can do some stuff to help out. And she wrote down her vice president's number, who is Nyanne Fish who was my first contact into this world. Mm -hmm. So the first thing, I go to the studio, and it's very Devil Wears Prada, all right? So I know where I'm at. I have done my due diligence. I'm walking into the hustle and bustle of KCD Productions, which, you know, the world's finest brands use these guys for PR and to produce their shows. So I know the energy I'm walking into this whole thing. And, like, I could could tell it was very much like, don't talk to me. You're nothing. Mm-hmm. You're a fly on the wall. You are a fly yeah. on the wall with your weird clothes. I can tell you're not from here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was very green, you know? And so the first thing they did, there was a closet that had broken that had all these shelves with tons of files of models with Polaroids and cards, and they'd all collapsed. And the whole thing needed to be um, put into binders and alphabetized by model name and by agency. So this was like a time-consuming, like putting together a puzzle but I was like, whatever. Like, I am fine. I will do this. I'll yeah. also you memorize were doing that? every model, and that's exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah I started yeah. memorizing you were all doing the girls. This? So I that was the inter or like the the help. The, he was the, the help. I was Harry the help. Josh was an intern at KCD. So yeah, me and this Katie Mossman, like, who is a big fashion editor now, this uh, is so bizarre. So she was the other girl, but she went to FIT. She did it right. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like she like had the cred, and so she was just like you know you don't have cred to be here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like whatever. I want to do it. You know. Mm-hmm. So I started filing all the cards, and I, it was a very awful job. I will say it was like very pain consuming, and it was closed. It was closed like this. There was no windows, nothing. But I knew outside that door. 
Five Feet Magic was happening. Yeah. Donatello Versace was coming in with Gianni for meetings. They were going to be meeting like, you know. He was Cal- from Miami, so yeah. he was interested in Yeah, them. you know, mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. to meet at Calvin's studio, mm-hmm. like to figure out where the, you know, whatever. So I knew that was all happening. It was so exciting to me. So then what ends up happening is while this two or three days of us working in the room, they're like, we need to actually install the shelves or for whatever reason, you two need to go in the main room where we're all working. But remember, be quiet. Because yeah, we're working. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just be invisible, do your don't thing. Speak which speak Which we knew even every day. They've made it very clear. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, don't talk until you're talking to. You are shit. You are shit. <laughs> just sit in the corner and do your damn thing. You know what I mean? So anyways, we're filing away in there. I'm so happy because I'm like, I can't believe I'm listening to every creative thought. There's like a board with thumbtacks and like inspiration <laughs> pictures and books. And so anyways, they're talking and it's all a little vague to me, but it has something to go like this. One of the people sitting back has a cigarette dangling out of his mouth. <laughs> says, I think that it should be like Linda Evangelista when she first cut her hair short on the August cover in the purple sweater. And I knew the reference. And I'm like, it was actually July and it was <gasps> orange. And I kind of went back down to like. You said I, it out loud? I said it out loud because I knew they the were wrong. I'm like, that's not you. right. Oh my God, I love it. The I month is wrong it. and the color of the sweater is wrong. It may be, you, if you Google it, it might be wrong, but whatever yeah, it is, yeah. I right. corrected you knew it then. I knew you were it then, right whatever it was, I corrected them. I'm like, And there was a dead silence in the room because everyone's like, who just spoke? That was not allowed to speak. They all looked over at me. There was a beat. And the guy goes, he's right. <laughs> so it was like instant cred. They were like, he just pulled a reference out of his ass that like, not you that were like, like You were like, style Google before yeah, Google. I remembered who was on the cover, which issue, which magazine, yeah. and who shot it. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'd read all the credits to see yeah, like who yeah. the people were. So I got instant cred from that. I out of the production PR aspect, they kind of explained everything to me. Like, you was it just like a reflex when you said it? Or you're like, you it was think- a reflex because I'm like, this is wrong. This is wrong. And information. did you feel like? Do you remember feeling a chill after you said? I it? I was like, scared. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I, I knew I'm like I shouldn't have probably said yeah. that. But I couldn't help it. I'm like yeah. that's not right. That is <laughs> wrong. Speak, there fashion was an information. Yes, yeah. I'm like yes. this is this is not. You're screwing up Linda's covers. Um, so what ended up happening after that? They explained the whole facet to me. You can do PR, which is just like wining and dining with all the front row and like you know that kind of thing, and making sure they get the samples of the clothes. Or you can be backstage, which is hair, makeup, models, designers. I'm like. Clearly, that's where I yeah. want to be. I want to see where the action goes down. I don't care about dressing up and like seating people. So, and so that I became a casting director. Oh my so God, I the many the, lives of so Harry Josh. So I assisted Josh. as a casting director for the first season. I did such a good job. Jennifer Vendetti casting, who basically put me oh, on the map there. JV8 or, yeah, so... So she was the first person I assisted. She gave them a glowing review the next season and said, listen, this guy doesn't need to be an assistant. He can cast a show. He literally helped me so much on that show. He's so qualified. Like, you know what I mean? So she got me my first show. My first show on my own was Versus by Versace. Wow. So I went right to the big dogs right away. And then from that, I hopped around a couple of bits. And then I met Mark Jacobs. And then I did Mark Jacobs shows for his men's line when he had it. Regular Mark Jacobs. Mark by Mark Jacobs. And then... When he started Vuitton, I went to Paris with him too. And so people understand what casting is, just in case they're listening. Yeah, so people who cast... You pick the models. Well, this is how casting works. It works very similar to how you read a casting director's name in a movie. We ultimately do not make the final choices. Uh, a director would make the choice, and in fashion, a either a stylist or a designer or a combo of the two of them. But you better have all the people, all the yeah. good options. You better know what's going on out mm-hmm. there in the scene. So you want to know that you're like, oh, that girl just did Chloe. That girl's 5'11". That girl is 5'7 and has a weird ankle. That 
that girl has a tattoo on her back. <laughs> so you have to know everything about every girl. So if they have a question, you have the answer. Mm. You're not like thumbing through your notes to be like, who is that girl? Why don't we know her? <laughs> like he, Mark would often like flip open a magazine and be like, who's that? And, and I'm like, that's Alini Weber. She's from, you know, this agency. She's 5'10". She's Russian. And, you know, whatever, whatever. So he would want to know that the people he's hiring are that in touch with what's going on, including finding unknown people that maybe these people have not even decided to research. Were you really yeah. into models? Or you just wanted to get your foot in the door? No, I was actually really into models. I loved the whole idea of the beauty of them. It was also at the high time of fashion. Mm -hmm. It was the late 90s. Mm -hmm. It was mid to late 90s. Lots I, of good girls coming Lots of up. like exciting girls were going on. And the transition happened. Um, and my success, because it now ties into like how I became a hairdresser again. So as I'm casting for all these shows, during the down seasons or down times when shows weren't going on, these girls became my friend. They'd come to my house. We'd have wine, smoke a joint, whatever, mm -hmm. chill out. And all of a sudden, be, I'd be like muttering, you need bangs or you need to go blonde. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, yeah. you don't even I do hair. I worked at Access Salon. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I was like, that's my credential. I worked at a suburban, or a big city salon, and I feel like I should know what you should do. So anyways, I convinced them to do these things. And then they would go off and work, and people were like, your hair looks great. So I slowly started building a few of these kind of girls that I was doing privately out of my house. At the same time, I'm casting a show in London. I meet a then-unknown Giselle. Okay. Mm. Giselle is 16 years old. She uh, does barely speaks English. She is coming in as a fit model because they weren't even considering her for the show because her look was so not what the girls at the moment were looking like. You mm -hmm. know, she had, you know, totally different. Like she had the boobs and the body and like, you know, and they're all looking for girls with piercings and shaved heads. And mm -hmm. like, it was like right off of CK1. Right. Like that kind of was the era of like the edgy girls mixed mm -hmm. in with the old You watch Shalom Harlow. You don't want like beachy yeah, blonde exactly. volleyball player. You wanted Shalom Harlow. Yeah. That's exactly, that's who actually I think opened that show. Oh. Okay. So <laughs> oddly enough, you're right on the money with that. So yeah, it was like their time, you know? So anyway, she was a fitting girl, but her personality charmed everyone so much so that they're like, let's give her one look at least in the show, even if it's way back. You know what I mean? So they did. And then we became friends and we kept in touch and then we went to Milan and Paris, and we also kept in touch. And then she's like, well, listen, I might be moving to America, and I don't know anybody yet in New York, so we should get numbers. And so we exchanged numbers. So you were numbers. like her first friend. I was kind of like her first friend. Like, she had a couple, but I was definitely one of the first. Um, another Portuguese-speaking guy that she knew as well, but just because the language is easier, she like, kind of made friends with him too. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, so we became friends, and she came, and we befriended and as she's been she kind of didn't model so heavily for like a year or two she worked but not like the way she, we know her to be and then like by the second or third year and this time I'm building quite a few of these models mm -hmm. who've been coming to me periodically to get their hair done and she starts doing really well and she's like a part of her allure is her hair so she's like, oh, you know, I used to have my hair really light in the ends when I was living in Brazil. But now that it's like winter, like I never see the sun. It's really dark. I'm like, I could do that in my bathroom. So we started giving her what people are calling ombre now back yeah. in 96, you know, 97. Yeah. I was like doing all these like light ends for her or whatever, you know. Actually, Wait, did later, you call it, it anything or you just like let no. me lighten your ends? No, let me just lighten your ends. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, let me just lighten You were doing ends. this in your bathroom at yeah. home? Yeah, kitchen. 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 Bathroom and kitchen both. Okay. Um, and then I wash it, and then as her start started to rise, the big part of her success was people loving her hair. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. I love her texture. I love her color. I love all that stuff. So my name started to rise with it. Like, oh, my friend Harry does it. They're like Harry, but you're Harry, not a hairstylist. Exactly. At this point. So then it got confusing. So my big break here it comes. Drum roll. <laughs> 
Finally, this long story is ending. So how I become a, a known hairdresser is this. 2002, the then beauty director of Vogue magazine, Amy Astley, is shopping at Yves Saint Laurent. She says to a model shopping, I love your hair color. Thanks, Harry Josh does it. Another model shopping independently whips her head around the corner and goes, he does my color too. I love it. Her sales guy, Edward... Um, O'Sullivan comes up to her. He goes, he cuts my hair too. And she goes, how am I the beauty director of Vogue? And I don't know who Harry Josh is. So he writes down on a piece of paper. He does Carolina Krakova and Giselle call him. And so this is all written into the article. So you can Google that. That's real. <laughs> uh, so this all gets written into the article at the end. So then that night, day, week, whatever, I get a phone call on my answering machine um, that says, Hi. Remember, we're in 2002. Yeah, exactly. We had, those. Those. Yeah. We had big clunky answering machines. <laughs> Uh, that said, like, calling from the office of Amy Astley would like to set up an appointment. Of course, I knew who Amy Astley was. I read those things. I knew that the, she was a major powerhouse. So I was super, super excited. I played that message to every single person who came over, and they had no idea who she was. They're like, who is she? Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's major. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they want to talk to me. So I called her assistant. Her assistant said, listen, we're doing an article on five up-and-coming hairdressers to look out for in New York. We've actually covered all four of them in their salons. We'd love to come to your salon and you cover you. Oh my god! And she it's like, my kitchen. And I said, I don't have a salon. I actually work out of my house. And then she goes, No, they're like, No, we just want to know where Shalom Harlow and Giselle and the, where do those girls go? And they're like, Yes, my living room. And her assistant's like, Okay, I'll just tell Amy, but she'll have to shoot there or like you know have to come there for the interview. So she's. Six months pregnant, seven months pregnant. I live in a six-floor walk-up and a steep walk-up oh in God. Soho. So she, comes up, so she comes up to the thing huffing and puffing, like not happy that she was not informed that it was a walk-up. Nobody, okay, that's her assistant's fault. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess maybe I could have maybe not even mentioned it. Like, I, don't, I just didn't think. You know, I'm like, I'm so used to that walk-up. I yeah. do it every day. I'm like, don't everyone, doesn't everyone do that? So anyways, I, she comes into my apartment, has a kind of like very vogue look. You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like checking it out. Sweet as pie. But I knew she was processing, like, what this home looks like. This, you know. So anyways, I kind of gave her the spiel. And so she's like, okay. There was a there was a Bed Bath & Beyond mirror stuck in a corner. And it was cracked. And I had brown duct tape holding the two cracks together. I had a footstool that was Did you, black. like, tidy up before she came? Surely, I did tidy right? up. It okay. was clean. It just was cruddy stuff. Yeah. But it was clean. It was okay. very clean when she came. Um and then the footstool that they sat on was a paint footstool that I took out of the garbage downstairs of our building that I was using as a chair because it folded and I could slide it under the sofa. So it was a <laughs> salon chair. So it was like a footstool that had paint stains, blotches all over it. And then I would take her to the sink where I just showed her, like, I just washed her head. There'd be like, there'd be like Dove hand cleanser and then like Joyco shampoo, conditioner, and a towel. You know? <laughs> it's and, good enough for Giselle. It's and then she's just like, okay, I cannot believe these girls. Because at that point, those girls could have gone to. Garen, yeah, yeah. anyone. They didn't yeah. need to come to my crappy little house. You know, so <clears throat> that, she said she needed a half an hour for the interview. We ended up sitting for an hour and 45 minutes because mm-hmm. we sat time. and she wanted to hear everything. I had photo albums of a lot of that time that I spoke earlier of. And so she like looked through the photographs and she's just like, this is a crazy story. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe your determination is like taking you, like it keeps bringing you back to yeah. this. Yeah. So anyways, she leaves. Um, then, you know, whatever, March issue of 2002, Vogue issue comes out, the power issue, Gwyneth Paltrow on the rock standing there with Herbert shot it. I flipped to the beauty section right away. It's now become a full page article and picture of me. Did you die? I died. And there was four thumbnails on the other people and just little <gasps> blurbs. So the whole article became about this is the guy you need to know. And then like little thumbnails on other people as well. 
So I felt so lucky. So, like, I didn't know that that was going to be the case, but she gave me a full-page picture um, that I guess Anna approved, and I'm wearing, like, totally socially inappropriate shirt. It's like Leonard Skinner. I cannot wait to look up this article. And uh, Patricia Herrera's in the picture with me because she was a good friend of mine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was yeah. doing her hair at the time. And it was just, like... It was surreal because my, that, and oh, and then the next day. The were you like heroes in the thumbnails? Like were there other, or was there just other like up and coming people? I wasn't going to ask you the other people. No, like, they, I, like, they, like, no, <laughs> they, I mean, they all do great. They're stuff. all great salon hairdressers. All okay, four of them, okay. I believe, still do hair like mm-hmm. fully and are booked and busy and that's what they do. I just, I'm the only one who ended up being more on the other world, which is editorial red carpet. Okay. I got an agent the next day from that article. So <gasps> Garen called me himself. Because he had an agency that he was a small boutique agency. He said, I just saw your article in Vogue. Do you want to be represented by us? And I'm like, yes. So I went with that him. That was the break. That was the break. So then I got represented by him. And the very first call I got was for Harper's Bazaar with Patrick de Marchelier, a six-page story. So, so from no editorial, the article changed the trajectory of my life. Do you send Amy a Christmas card every year? Oh, my God. I do say that often. Whenever I do a throwback and I eventually post that thing, I always yeah. put her as yeah. being someone who really put me on the map when no one else was really putting me on the map. She couldn't have been that horrified by your uh, little stool. No, I guess not. Not in the end. So it was amazing. So, yeah. And the thing is, I became a hairdresser overnight at a level that I was not prepared for. That's incredible. The sense of humility I've experienced in my life from falling has been my greatest strength. You know, it's interesting that um, you've been. I say allowed sounds kind of harsh, but like to come back and forth though within fashion, it's been great. I I feel like it can be kind of a once you're yes, you are blacklisted. You're on the blacklist. Once you're out, you're out out of the Heidi Klum thing. You're absolutely Um, right. I don't know if you read. um, Just to get a quick segue, there's an article about um, the ousted fashion director from British Vogue. There's an article. I haven't read the article, but I know yeah, that you know she what was talking recently about? replaced. Yeah, and yeah. she wrote a pretty, you know, um, I'll say scathing, but it's a very, very candid article about how, you know, there, she said there is no, failure is not allowed in fashion, like fashion beauty. Yeah. So it, what you're saying really Unless makes Unless you're think, Harry Josh. Yeah. I mean, listen, I guess I have nine lives, but I think really at the end of the day is when they were, whenever the opportunities came again, I was ready. So it... And then that helped open the doors again. They're like, all right, last shoot was actually really good. Like, you know, let's try them again. And they tried again, and that one was really good. So then it kind of reopened the door again to be like, all right, let's 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 consider that he could be a, a viable option for Were us. they with different clients? And I say clients, I mean like corporate clients, different people? Or was it the same? Were you knocking on the same doors? Same doors. But I mean, also what ends up happening is talent has a lot of power, too. So if you're getting someone ready, they have power to say, like, listen, this is the only person I want. So for was, my he, hair. was so your like celebrity um, still booking shoots and saying bring Harry? Yes, hundred mm. percent. She was definitely that was just an example. Yeah, I didn't mean to go yeah. back to her. No, but, but you're hundred percent. She was breaking in a lot of doors for me, um, you know, and also just that texture of hair that I kind of like. Uh, you know, people say a lot of people will coin me as being like you were the the beachy guy, like you were that was your I, thing. Yeah. We actually talked about that before. Like you, you came were on. like, we know that everyone's not the beachy person, but you really were. No, the you first. are the you are the beachy person, and, and like, that look were, just will not die, will it? No, yeah. I don't does that bother you? That, like um, you are does. now stuck with that look. I mean, it is. It's kind of like when something gets just uh, too big for its britches. Really, it's like you know, um, but it, it'll. It, It'll slowly move into something else. It will morph. Is it morphing yet? I think it's morphing. People what? are brushing that same texture a lot now. They're so we're getting that. Brushing. So the, the hair brush is coming back. Mm. We're seeing a lot of girls brush their hair. 
So when you brush your hair, it gives it a very different type of texture. It looked kind of 70s in a way because they'd always have that. In my of, head, I got Diana Roth for a second. Like, you know, the like, waves are fluffy. But like it's just a kind of like even, even straight hair like hers, like when you brush it a lot, it just has that airy, no product kind of like Chloe ads. Yeah, you know those girls mm, just walking exactly. and their hair is wafting. Yeah, you know, it's Mason like, Pearson-y. Yeah, like just blown yeah. out. You know, not heavy on the product. Like gossamer, kind just of. Just like just really angelic. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's very cool to have a cool haircut that's kind of beachy and shaggy, but then it's brushed out. You know, I think that's kind of always like nice and cool. Do you need product for that or no? Yeah, hundred percent. You need what product you- for everything, honestly. Even if you want a product that looks a hairstyle that looks give no product, you need product for that. So for that kind of the hair that you're talking about with the hairbrush, like what kind of product would you pick? Something I realize- that's light. Like, and there's so many products that once you actually dry your hair into it, it just disappears. You can use a mousse. You can use a thickening spray. And you might feel it when it's wet. You're like, oh, it feels gooey. But once you actually round brush or blow dry it or paddle brush it or just dry it enough, it just dissipates. And it's gone. And it has that look. It has that airy look. And that's basically how I set so many of my looks when I want that kind of look. You know, we, we put a lot of product in. And then with the reason why... Give, it, give us an example. What so products? an example... Um, I mean, it's like, that mascara podcast. We yeah, need details. totally. Yeah, so like, if I want to do a brushed out, like really glamorous wave, yeah, I'll like, um, like even a Hollywood wave, let's say, and I want it to move. So I don't want it to be a shellacked thing. I want her to be able to toss her head, and the mm-hmm. whole thing kind of moves like a like a, you know Gilda, yeah. like you know that movie, like where the whole thing kind of jiggles together. It's not mm-hmm. like just crunched <laughs> and flattened to her head. Mm-hmm. How you build that is with a lot of product because the product has to be kind of cooked into the hair. First with a dryer, then with a curling iron and really set strong. So this is the stage where a lot of people are almost there. Like I almost wish sometimes that I was a judge at people doing their hair and being like, <laughs> you, I know exactly what you're not doing that's ta- missing the mark. So I'll have my hero shot. And they're like, okay, I see what he's doing. I'm doing this, doing that, putting the product in. I should look like that. And, the, and they are scared to put too much product in. They're scared to brush their hair and blow dry their hair. So when you because blow they're afraid dry, to like get rid of the product, they're afraid that it's going to drop yeah, and it's yeah, going to yeah, all yeah, come yeah. out. All yeah. their work is going to fall out. Mm. So if you load up your hair with product and then use a curling such as iron, the mousse or such as the leave-in yeah, thickening spray by Veda, I love. I love John Frieda's mousse. It's a drugstore mousse, totally affordable. The luxurious volume. Luxurious volume's good. Like just uh, basically all these kind of like mousses are great because they're lightweight and they dissolve into the hair really nicely. If you want, if you need extra hold, if you know your hair is famously a collapser. Like, you've gotten it professionally done, and you dance twice, and you're like, my curls are gone. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that about your hair. Two things you need to know. You need to go down to a tiny iron, all right? Key, switch the size of your iron to a very small iron. Because even if you don't want tight curls, you've got to curl it so tight that when you blow dry those Mm -hmm. tight ringlets, Mm -hmm. it then shapes into a a stretched out wave that has so much memory of being small that it won't collapse. If you set it in those big waves, it only will droop. Got it. So you have to do everything overly more, more product, smaller irons, and then blow dry those curls. Not just brush them. So like, you're stretching out the curl with the blow dryer. Exactly. It's like almost getting a perm or someone with curly hair and round brushing that out. Right. And you're not round brushing it out to straighten it. You're doing like one pass. Just to change the just curl. Just change the curl and you're going to take the next session to do one pass. Huh. And then... You brush it really, really nice, like just like a crazy brushing root to tip, and you'll have this big kind of airy Janis Joplin look for one second. And then you have to control that. So then you put either a pomade, castor oil, uh, even hairspray on a brush, 
an uh -huh. oval brush and brush the top layer and then you'll see the dents back, the clear dents. And then you just grab uh, those clips and just kind of clip it or use a bobby pin and toilet paper wherever the ridges He's are. He's indenting into the, yeah. Yeah, so then the indents are there and then you put on your makeup and before you go, you just take them off and when you shake your head, you the whole the thing waves. will be together. So my Instagram has tons of hair like this that I do. Yeah. So I definitely think that that's something that, you know, if you're ever looking for inspiration, I definitely have tons of type of hairstyles that take you all over the place. Got Let's it. talk about your Instagram. All right. I love your Instagram. Thank you. Love it, hate it. It's a controversial well, one. It is. Okay, it is. But I, I love it because I think you use it as, well, not just I think, I know you use it as like a bigger platform than just, you know, cute tips and tricks, which you should definitely check out on his Insta. But, you know, you talk about you know, spirituality, you talk about social issues, you talk about animal rights, which I know you're vegan and I know we see eye to eye, I'm not vegan, but we see eye to eye and a lot of things there. So I, I love think that. From, was this a social, was this like a very conscious effort to hard, gear your Instagram about it's this? It's not that I wanted to gear it, but the amount of feedback, it was so polarizing. I got such um, strong hate mail and such strong love. Like, fair. Yeah. I've never had posts be so extreme. And, like, uh, the people who, uh, you know, were upset with me posting it, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I have kids. I don't want to ever see this kind of thing. I have kids. I, I, I don't understand that. Like, I have children. Know, I don't want to see this kind of thing. Uh, or, or I have kids who look through my Instagram. Uh, I don't want to, like, you know, I don't want to see yeah. any animal cruelty or anything like that. And then on the flip side, which is really the impetus for keeping it and doing what I do, is because of that, I've had literally, I've saved so many I want to say maybe over 100 direct messages that I've all saved, and I hope that the system never crashes so I can somehow extract them, mm -hmm. of people that have now changed their views mm -hmm. because of the way I have framed my Instagram. Mm -hmm. People who have cut out dairy, people who have talked to their parents about this, people who have watched the films that I'm telling them to watch, people that are becoming more spiritually inclined because they also see that no matter what you get, it's fleeting. What we all need in this world is something that is cannot be taken away from us. You know what I mean? And that's your spirit. And that's mm -hmm. what you believe. And I'm not religious. I didn't grow up religious. I don't believe in a sect of religion. But I believe in this worldly philosophy of, of the laws of, of the universe. Mm -hmm. And how, you know, there is the laws of universe that, you know, like attracts like. And my life has been nothing but a series of master manifestations. Like kismet, left and right, so from I'm Vancouver like, to Miami to wherever. Yeah. And I just feel like, how can I not believe in something that I'm living? Yeah. And I know that what has brought me those things is my disposition. Because during any one of these examples that I've had throughout my life that were considered setbacks, severe setbacks, humiliating, embarrassing, publicly sometimes, whatever... I had a great attitude about it. Mm -hmm. And I felt optimistic that the universe would continue to give me whatever I wanted as long as I was happy. So as long as I was vibrating happiness, joy, and that energy, as long as I was thinking clearly of what I wanted, I felt that somehow, and I didn't have a timeline on it, mm -hmm. which I think is the biggest thing. That it took me 12 thing. years. Yeah, You know what I mean? To make it. I left Vancouver in 91 or 91, and it wasn't until 2002 that I got my break. I have trained my brain, and I, I need it's important for everyone to know that I have trained my brain to think this way. 
This you is didn't not, just pop out like I didn't pop Harry out. And I think life. yeah, <laughs> I love life. I, try, I once you no, have no, he a, was smoking cigarettes and yeah, loitering totally. with the goths. Uh, yeah, totally, I was. Yeah, I was a bad boy. But once <laughs> I had this habituated way of thinking, I would see the results that it created. So yeah. I'm like, I've got to force myself to think this way. Yeah. So not to be superficial, but like you were one of the first stylists who had his own tools. Like I, I definitely feel lucky about that for like sure. Like everybody yeah. else was like, I'm going to make a product line. I'm going to make a shampoo line. Well, that listen. That, and that, you had a blow dryer. And I, I and it was say, mint green. And it was mint green. And it I, still I have to is say, mint green. There was a lot of thought behind that too. Just the way it looked, the, how it all came to me. I had investors who come to me and actually wanted to do a wet good line because they saw What's a wet good? A wet goods line is basically product. <gasps> Oh, product. Oh, you're going to start throwing that yeah. around. Yes. So, uh, these so are all the terms. Goods? Yeah, I'm totally. Interested. I'm not into wet goods. Yeah, yeah. So I'm with CAA. I'm the only hairdresser they represent now. Creative Artist Agency, yes. Yes. So I feel very honored so that cool. out of such a cool agency, they have decided to keep me on. But fortunately for me, I got grandfathered in because a deal had crossed. Which was the Sweet. tools? The tools line had already <gasps> really? happened. And they're like, well, we're in the middle of a big deal. Like, we can't just drop him now because the thing. Can so I, that can I on. ask you about this deal in the tools? Yes, 100%. So. Okay, because I remember when the dryer launched and it was like everybody's like oh my god you need to have this thing right away because it is and we're launching another one in the fall the 2.0 if you will oh, you which are. is yeah and it took us a long time it's been four years since we've launched another dryer it's uh, been four years it's been four years it'll be four years and, and we you have actually, curling iron too we have curling irons flat irons uh, brushes clips combs yeah like a full set of tools essentially for your styling needs <laughs> uh, yeah so it's on so, qvc now yeah, yeah totally and i did the qvc thing too and or sorry the hsn thing not the qvc mm -hmm. thing but anyways online tv and it's a fascinating process and i tell you at this stage of the game running that part of the business being very involved in the meetings and seeing what grabs people marketing wise and all that kind of stuff is so exciting to me. I feel like this is the phase two of my life. Can I ask you like a practical? Yeah, like, absolutely. This is great advice for people who are wanting to go into the business. But what about lay people who just want to use a damn blow dryer? Yeah, absolutely. Tell me, what are they doing wrong? Um, so many women will buy an amazing blow dryer and they're like, I still don't look like I'm at the salon. Well, listen, it is hard. You really have to. A, a really important, I can't blow dry my hair. It, it takes well, effort. We've, yeah, you always say this. Oh, yeah. There's it's, a couple I'm, things I'm you're going to really need in order to do that. Number one, this is a very tool, tip that no one ever gives one. Blow dry someone else's head first. You need to actually so understand. Jess, you need to do my hair. Because oh my god, you you're gonna look like a because what witch. ends up happening is that if you've never done even a full head of hair on someone else, even on a mannequin head or something, you don't understand sections and round brushing because you're that's the hardest you part of the because you don't even know what it looks like. So once yeah. you've done it on someone else a couple of times, you're like. You can start to be like, I get this. I know there's a line that goes here. Mm -hmm. I'm so even if you this. can't see the back of your head, you, you start know. to feel your scalp and understand that I have to tug it this hard in order to get it smooth. It's good. It's good so advice. once you blow dry someone else, you can do that. And not everyone needs a blowout. Let's get there. You could no, just but oh, for a woman who wants to give one, she needs to section. She needs to practice on someone yeah, else first. Yeah, you need to practice on someone else. You How need many to section. Sections? Depending on the amount of your hair. And how the resistant of your hair. If you've got thick, curly hair that's unruly, you may have to do like 50 sections. Yeah, like you know what smaller I mean? sections, section the thicker your hair. Long. The smaller sections, the thicker your hair. And the closer the nozzle is to the bristles, the smoother it's going to get. 
So that's really important. Also, you got to use your nozzle. For a lot of ladies who think they oh, can I blow... I threw that thing out. You threw that thing out. You, the concentrator nozzle. Yeah, the that's concentra- key, girl. Yeah, the concentrator nozzle is key. Threw it out with the plastic. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Like, it was like... I, your air is going all over the place. That's 100% my, it. Well, my your air is going all over the place. I got my blow dryer like seven years ago. Still works like a charm. But I didn't know about the whole Does nozzle Does it, though? Yeah. That's another question. Does that motor oh. regulate heat the same after Listen, seven years? Listen, if you're someone who's really just good. drying their hair yeah. and not needing it to style their hair, yeah. it will be fine. What will happen is the motor will run slower. You just over time won't notice it because it will be so gradual. But if you're doing a little blowout with a round brush... It will not work. The motor will that? make it weak. Yeah, it will always I, sound like, like it's styling. working, but it will never give you the power. And the only... You're like, I'm getting worse at blow dryers. Yeah, blow the, drying, what's the going tru- on? Truly, the only way to get a great version of that is to test it half and half. Get your girlfriend to come over with her fancy dryer. Mm. You use your crappy one and dry do each side of your head. Do a Harry Josh test. And do, you could use a Harry Josh dryer if you want. Absolutely. <laughs> that's the but fancy yeah. one, by the way. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but that's how you That's how you notice and that's how we test yeah. in the lab. Yeah. So when we're launching something, I am putting other dryers next to it to see, like, is this comparable to this dryer? Is this comparable to this dryer? Is this okay. the right price point for what we're saying the dryer is worth? You know what I mean? So there is all those things that we consider important but if you're looking for a brand that's going to last for a long long time make sure you start from the ground up doing the right thing mm-hmm. and not being like we don't have enough money for that you're better off <laughs> to keep make... going back to this point i feel like this is a, the, yeah you've seen this happen to I've friends, seen it and, happen things. With friends yeah. and things definitely mm-hmm. because everyone's like you need to put out like seven SKUs at once or like seven products at no. once and you're like I only have enough money to create this one serum because that's all I have right now. Which you know was I mean? your first was the... The dryer was first. Oh, it was. The dry- okay. And the curling iron really should have been the first because that's really what I'm known for more than anything for else. For doing the waves yeah. that the waves. we were talking about. But Gorgeous. We, we basically broke the mold, literally, when it came to that. We are the world's only two-in-one convertible Marcel turns into a wand curling iron mm. and it took them three years of technology to do it with many conversations of them saying, we just don't think it's possible. But... It now is on the market and it's yeah. one of the best selling curling irons. But yeah, so that's really cool that it can transform into that. And it gives a, the woman at home the ease of using two tools in one. For somebody who's like not great at doing hair, what's the easiest way to look polished? I would definitely say hair accessories. We have come so mm, Not the answer I expected. Hair accessories are awesome. They can make an ordinary girl look super cool really quick. Which because kind of they're ballsy, I'm like they're, a they're doily. like literally like I like, <laughs> I like tack listen, to the side of my head. <laughs> I mean, literally, you could even do like I even love doing a messy top knot. Like Taylor Hill, the model, always yes. does this as her signature, and I actually might have subconsciously oh, been, worked with her. Been, yeah. Um, yeah, subconsciously Lo- got the, got it from her because the minute we shoot anything and she's done, she hates having her hair down. She does exactly what you're doing. Okay. She gathers it into a super high ponytail, but her hair is curly. And she just wraps it around into a tight knot. Then she grabs her bandana out of her purse. Oh, bandana. She ties it up oh. here and she ties it in a little knot. What color bandana should And then she snaps like on Jess. hoop earrings and all of a sudden the whole oh, look looks intentional. bandana and hoops? I don't know about that for Jess. <laughs> yeah. And all Can of a sudden, it looks. Can you imagine me with a bandana and yeah. hoops? I don't know about that. But the <laughs> idea is that you can grab things, mix them up, yeah. and put them into your hair, and be like, "All right, this this actually works fine." Amazing headbands that have like really cool intricacies. Like, do you think there's an age limit for these things? No, because I think we've moved on. We're no longer looking at hair accessories like they were goody. Yeah, we're not talking about scrunchies. People. Yeah, we're talking about luxury. You know, luxury hair items that every design house is doing now. Wait, do you do accessories? I do not, but Adir Abergel, the hairdresser mm-hmm. in LA, yeah, yeah, yeah. did an incredible um, 
cross, what do you call it when you like do one one collection? Hybrid, I don't know. Uh, Collab. Like, Collab. Collaboration. Yes. Exactly. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I feel like we're on a game show. Collab. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did an amazing $50. collaboration with this other jeweler, and it's killing me because I can't remember the name of her. We'll, we'll but, look it up and we'll yeah, put it on the, the website. Best hair accessories I'd ever seen. Like a really easy way to glam it up. Like metal with like chains hanging out that were just a comb. That oh, look like much harder than you think. You know what I mean? Like do like a, a messy top knot. Mm-hmm. Just stick the comb in and like there's like chains hanging from your hair. Like, you know what I mean? In a cool way. Mm-hmm. And like that kind of stuff didn't okay. exist. And like you can wear a black simple dress, do a messy knot and do that and put on a red lip and all of a sudden it looks intentional. Like everything was about you was thought. I think confidence is a big part of how mm-hmm. you wear your Just hair. Just own it. Just own it. Like, own that's that your, top like, knot dress. Yeah, look. you own it and you, you spend more time trying to pick up an outfit that has more of a statement so that you can wear your hair in a messy knot with a hair accessory and be like, what? This is exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes... I my hoops. Justice just keeps giving me supermodel looks over yeah, here from totally. the She's living for it. She's you living for a bun. Wait, let's talk about you personally for a second sure. and your lo- your beauty loves okay. and your hair loves. What's funny is that you were talking about your 90s haircut and yeah. you sort of have it I back I totally do. I, I have the Caesar cut. I was just thinking. I have a Caesar cut. I have like, like a swoop bang. I totally have a swoop bang on an angle. I totally have baby You have this whole time you've had evil It's actually my best look. So I always It looks so good. I try to find it back every so often. Like I just look good with the bag. But it's not puffy. So it's what's not in, puffy. What do it's you flatter. Use? I do. Uh, I do this Abeda wet thickening cream yeah. on wet hair, and the I put a baseball cap on. Cream? Oh. Yeah. Well, it's I put it on wet hair, okay. and it dries with the oh. texture. And then so you flatten it down with the baseball cap. And I put a baseball cap. cap, and then it all dries like, in the super morning, flat, like Dumb and you're Dumber. Doing all- <laughs> you know, like it's got like a full <laughs> straight line. Then I use my hair just dry on a cold shot and I dry it and I dry it and I dry it and dry it and dry it and dry it so it gets clumpy and PC. Don't you wish you had this when you were younger? Yeah, totally. I'd have so much better hair. And then I just do a sweep like that and it fills up the full triangle there. This is so funny. Do you have favorite shampoo and conditioner you've been using? Whether on yourself or with the girls? Yeah, well, I have a million because every person I recommend has different ailments and I recommend different shampoos and conditioners. So for me personally, yeah, I use uh, Invati by Aveda. I oh, love yeah, that. Okay. It's a thickening. thickening. It's scalp enhancement, and I'm at that age. So a little scalp oh, enhancement would be hair. nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, kind of, and it hair. smells amazing. I mean, the bathroom holds, the bathroom smells incredible after I shower. So I love that alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, for girls with processed hair, um, I love recommending masks and stuff like that. I love the mask from Serge Normand. I think it's so incredible to like reconstruct hair. If you need color tinted shampoos, I love the Shimmer Lights from Clairol. For, mm-hmm. It's like the classic still to this day. I know every brand has made newer technologies of that, but I love that one. I just love the smell. I love what it does. And then I love like stuff from with the French guy from L'Oreal, Christophe Robin. Like his oh, prickly yeah. pear shampoo is amazing. What do you think of that salt scrub for your scalp? That one, like I've the body used, scrub for I've, your scalp. I've, I've used that only yeah. in the salon. I feel like it's I'm too lazy to do something like that myself. Yeah, because I kind of just always want to get in and out of the shower. Nodding your hair up. That's what I, I get. This no, vibe it of like, should actually do what it's saying because it kind of makes sense because the the, the salt is the abrasor, so it's kind of like your the itching part. Yeah, and the oil soothes it right yeah. after, so it never yeah. gets really red. Yeah, so I kind of get. That like but then a, it's like you're solving a problem you didn't have before. Yeah, well, no, because the salt is designed to lift the the dry wedges off. Oh, that right. you so normally rid, like, that a shampoo wouldn't be able to lift I off. See, you I need see. the abrasiveness and then the soothing and after. the soothing instantly, and then mm. your shampoo and conditioner. So yeah, it's really designed for those girls who only blow out their hair once a week. May have mm. a lot of product buildup. Mm-hmm. Um, our girls with like you know even psoriasis or dry scalp in the winter months. This is kind of what it's not designed on the regular. Okay. Right. That a girl needs to do this once a day to really have a great scalp. It's right. really like for those times you have buildup. You know. 
know. Right. It's great for those girls. Jess has who truly Ewoks do. in her scalp, she yeah. found out. She <laughs> oh, went yeah. to an evade Ewoks, adorable ones. No she went to an evade <laughs> event and they got a camera really up in there. <laughs> See, episode, I forget which episode you talked about yeah. that. Um, I forgot which one, too. But I, don't I just know. picture their little Ewok village running around, like, like swinging from trees. Yeah. 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 Totally. Scrub them out. I'm the skincare I'm crazy about, too. I, I was just so going to say, that. what do you use for I your skin? I have a mixture of stuff. I mean, I try my best to use everything natural. I love RMS. Um, there is a recurring theme on this damn podcast. I know. I feel not. like you know Rosemary should be just, like. You know what it you know, is? Rose should be on the show. She's great. She, she was, was our she was first, first guest. Oh yeah, she's awesome. She's she told us all about Miranda Kerr and like you know the salad she makes and know? spiritual yeah, totally. guidance. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. She yeah she has lovely products. What else do you use? I use. Um, I use the eye cream from Dr. Barbara Strum in Germany. I love oh, that. Do you have the blood cream that she I makes? I did the blood cream for two months, but it was she really takes rich. out your blood and break. No, it broke, no it, thanks. It broke out. I broke out, so no. I felt like it was really rich for me. And it was during like a sweaty time. I probably should have waited till the winter. I'm afraid. But it's of made needles. with your own blood. Yeah. So you, so you had your blood extracted, right? Yeah. For, but like, literally, she takes nothing. Really? Like, I'm, afraid, so I'm afraid of needles. Oh my God, it's so minuscule what she takes. Really? And they're able to regenerate those cells or something like that. But eh. I, I, I do Did love Did you her notice line. a difference? The eye cream, though. The eye cream, I really love. Mm-hmm. Her line's really good, too. I like that line, too. And I, my, the one I've used, I go back and forth, I've used for 20 years is Christine Chin. That's what I've really used. Mean Christine? Mean yeah. Christine, yeah. Because Did you go see her for I your facial? I've been going to facial. I think that's why I look the way I do. I've been abused for 21 <laughs> years. Jess like, went recently. No, I, loved your no, facial with her. I went to her. Oh, you and, saw her herself? Yes. yes. Oh, you're dawn. lucky. Yeah, it was like, I felt like the godfather. That's like, amazing. Somebody opened the door I don't see her herself anymore because she's too expensive. She's too very hard. expensive. So no. I see her. All her girls are incredible. And I've seen every single one of them. Of course they're every incredible. They've been trained by her. And like, she will beat them with a whip if they can't do what she can do. Well, it's like what you said about like, yeah, the assistant being like good or better. Yeah. yeah. Um. So she had the assistant next to her and yeah, they were definitely listening. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that. She knows <laughs> so much about skin, it's not yeah. even funny. So I do love her line. It's just I get bored of the same line. Not that it's not working, and so I want to try a new line. Story of every woman's life. So I it buy works, it, and, and I then like they, it. Then they try something else, and their skin gets all messed up, and they wonder why. So I ha- so basically, even though I do use the Barbara Strum, I do use try, RMS. Try the Barbara I, Strum. The scrub is good. The I have used the scrub. It's great. It's really I nice. I love that. Right? I use yeah. that. Uh, that's in my gym bag right now, actually. Okay. That's okay. why I have a portable one in the gym bag. So I, what I'm saying <laughs> is I use these all multiple lines, but I've always seemed to go back to Christine Chin mm-hmm. after I've kind of played with something else. Mm-hmm. That one in particular, I think I used the longest. Got it. But I popped around with other lines too. So, but yeah, I'm a, I love masks. I love all that kind of stuff. We, well, we always ask too before we let people SK2 leave. SK two masks. What's perfume your favorite obsessive. fragrance? Um, it is by Frederick Mal, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and it is called. I own it. Think it's in my really bathroom. hard. Close your eyes. Black and red. Uh, Dorage. Something Dorage. Bois Dorage. Oh, okay, Bois-Durage. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bois Dorage. That's a, the woodsy one, right? Yes, yeah. yes. I, I'm Lovely. not into anything um, fragrant, like in the uh, floral. And what about for your home, like candles going on? Yes. Or like- oh my God, I'm so snobby about candles. It's like I never tell, unless like if someone. Remember when you to- were sharing bread with three friends? Yes. So snobby <laughs> about okay. candles. Can- Where's so- like quarter of a baguette? <laughs> <laughs> quarter of a baguette was like so happy. We're like, we could eat something. But literally, the ca- I'm so particular about scents. Yeah. So yeah. expensive doesn't cut it for me. You can buy me a ninety dollar candle yeah. from France and be like, "Here, it's a hundred bucks. Are you happy now?" Animal, I think. Jess. And I'm like, "It stinks. You can have it back." Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
<laughs> I literally give my housekeeper like hundreds of dollars of these things that people give me. And I wish I'm like, even if I love the brand, if I can find them and I can exchange it, great. But sometimes it'll be from not in the country. Yeah. And I'm just like the housekeeper, I'm like, you can have it. I'm yeah. like, I know they spent a fortune, but I think it stinks. So which ones do you like? Oh, so I do like out of Diptyque, let's say, because that's a brand most people know. Mm. I like um, the famous one that... Uh, Base. Bois, uh, Base. I mm-hmm. like that one the best. And I like moose, mooses. <laughs> the musk one? No, it's it's like it's M O U like muses like M O U S S E S, moss. Oh, like moss maybe it's it like is. maybe it's like our moss. French oh, is so yeah. horrible. Yeah, maybe Excuse it's moss. That. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, okay. So that one I like, and then I I kind of killed the Santal from La Lava. Yeah. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, it makes me yeah. Because yeah. I did it so heavily for so long, and then my <laughs> absolute favorite I ship from the Chateau Marmont. They they have a you. scented candle called Angelique that okay. they sell for fifty bucks in the room, and I always buy like a dozen when I'm there, and they go through go through them like in three weeks. We need to and get so on I that. Ship, I know, and I ship the rest of my house. The fat mascara signature up. candle, I think <laughs> it's really good. From you get a box of tea lights for 50, uh, for like twelve bucks if you don't <laughs> Thanks, want to spend fifty. Harry. Yeah, <laughs> Harry, haven't you come full circle getting kicked out of co- not co- getting kicked out, not even going to college classes? Yeah, totally. to, I buy twelve candles when I'm at Chateau yeah, Marmont. Totally, you're like a, such a great success story and yeah. a proof that you need to be positive and like put out good energy. Because it's, you, I know it's such a trite saying. It doesn't people matter. People need to hear it. it but it's I like, love it's it. It's about the journey. It's not the destination. If you're fixated on I'm only going to be happy when that shit happens, you will always be chasing it. And they will come to you. You will have those moments happen and they are fleeting and they will be taken away from you. So, <gasps> oh, chill. Yeah, Drops mic. Yeah. So you literally Harry. have to be happy every day of your life and then the rest will just come. Harry, I love you. Aw, thank we're, you we're so much. This is awesome. You're an inspiration. Happy yeah. ladies, guys. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, 
They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset, so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area, so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Okay, everyone... I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. was amazing totally that was i mean i've got a lot to think about i'll just leave it at that um if you want more harry isms definitely follow him he is on summer vacay and he said that if you want to follow him follow him at, at harry josh pro tools his account harry josh hair is on summer break so oh good to just, know just you know update your your ig your instas and now it's time for Raise a Wand. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's it. That was our producer, Belle, trying out a new Raise a Wand intro. I, I don't know how I feel about it, but anyway. <laughs> Jess, what are you raising a wand to this week? I 
am all about a product that I couldn't bring in today because I didn't want it to get all over my bag. What is it? Kevin Aquan. Yes, Aquan. I can't stand when people say a coin. Drives me up the wall, but I'm too polite to correct them. She gets feisty in the summer. It's too hot. It's so hot. (laughs) So hot right now. Um, The Celestial Skin Liquid Highlighting Highlighter. That's a mouthful. It comes in this pump. It's this like it's like a cream highlighter, Ooh. but it doesn't lock the pump. That's why I couldn't bring it in because no, once uh, you open it, it's kind of like that's a product you're failure. Done. It should lock. Well, I guess so. You, you know? keep it at home. It's a lovely I bottle. Keep it at home. Celestial skin, skin highlighter. highlighter, and they give you a huge amount of it. It's not like a little tube. Why do you like it? Because it has just enough tint in it that I can put on my like you know my foundation like my sorry my moisturizer with SPF put that on and then I can just put a little concealer and that on and has just enough tint where it almost functions as a blur cream oh okay and I feel like made up enough without being super made up especially in the summer when you don't want to have a whole face exactly foundation. and it gives you um a little bit of a shimmer but not like disco ball do you have it on right now I do yeah you look luminous but not like Stroby. Thank you. I, this today was like a crazy morning. I was just like, oh, I've got to get out of the house. Ah, it's crazy. I'm not going to do a lot of makeup. Yeah. So I just put on um, a little concealer. Bam, yeah. bam, bam. Pat, R- pat, 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 pat. I think it was the RMS, a little you know yeah. around the eyes, and this good to go little Love mascara, it. and um, it's great. It's fifty two dollars. That's a huge it's, yeah, pump. It's a it's a lot, but I don't use it every day, and I've had it for years. It's funny because. Peas in a pot again. Oh my god, I'm this is so it, weird. I'm keeping it on the reflective. I noticed your reflective uh, look. Okay, this is so not Jen, but I'm doing it. I'm raising a wand to L'Oreal Paris Infallible Paints, which are those long wear lipsticks. It looks like in its mascara. Oh my too. god, it could be on your lips for a week. They're great, but they did a new metallic version. Have you ever seen me do a metallic lip in my life? No. No, no, not even I was when Pat McGrath came to town. And I said, the kids are doing it today, these days. The kids are doing the metallic lip. I want to be like Huda and all the fun people. <laughs> and uh, I thought so, you were Huda. Yeah. Don't I look like her? <laughs> so this is called Galactic Foil. It is um, a berry rose kind of color with a very metallic finish. Um, and the cool thing about the metallic is it's not silver or gold. I think the metallic p- pigments are also a pinky red. So it doesn't read as like glittery. It just reads as like a very multidimensional berry. Wouldn't that be like this? a coolest car color? I don't drive, yes. but if I drove, I'd yes. want a car that color. Yes. So I'm wearing this right now. The one thing I will say about the metallics, you got to tone down the rest of the dewy factor on your face. Like I know people <laughs> are doing dew all over, but I'm not mattifying the rest of my face, but I feel like this is my makeup. Like you can't really do a lot other makeup and it feels weird for me, but this stuff stays on. It doesn't look like garish and goopy because it's not too glossy, so it's reflective. And this color, like, it looks good on everybody. It's just like, am I describing that right? It's like a golden berry sort of color with a metallic finish. You don't think, I'm, is it a wine? It's a soft no, it, wine? it reminds me of, like, those little, um, I'm going back to the car thing again, but, yeah. like, you know when you go to the boardwalk and there are those little cars that, like, go around and around for little kids? Like the, bumper cars? Like bumper cars, but those rides that, yeah, like, that might yeah. be like motorcycles or those are really like... Way to make it not glamorous, but okay. So this you looks know like what a car. Yeah. Like those really like high shine, like they're trying to make them really cool looking cars. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? What's funny is I'm picturing my brother was in Boy Scouts and they had to make a car and then you'd buy the car model paints and they were always the most gorgeous That's metallics. That's what I'm saying. I'm being you know complimentary. You're, you're absolutely it's right. Like, it's, like a, it's like a car color that you'll never see ever again in your life because it was so cool it could only exist in childhood. I, done. Can't say it better. Now it's on your lips. Go you, man. 
Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.